Hey, this is Five Minutes with Elvin. You're listening to Ernest Hemingway. Let's recap what we've learned. Today's lecture focuses on the snows of Kilimanjaro by Ernest Hemingway, the writer from the Lost Generation around World War One. The story centers around the dying moment of the wannabe writer Harry, and how he interacts offensively with his wife Helen before he dies. The plot is lean, his words are mean, and Hemingway is often associated with the iceberg theory. Hemingway was a trained journalist. He writes in a stripped-down prose style. He trims details. He hints, suggests, but does not openly state what is going on in his stories. There are times. When who is speaking in a dialogue is not specified, we have to read Hemingway between the lines, if not all over again. A quick first read of Hemingway usually offers a vague first impression. For this reason, his works seem like the tip of the iceberg, the part that shows above the surface of the sea, while the rest of the nine tenths. Are hidden underneath. The snows of Kilimanjaro is composed of five flashbacks. One, the snow. Two, escapism and futility. Three, destruction. Four, misguided loyalty. Five, salvation and redemption. Kilimanjaro is the local African language, means the house of God or heaven. Harry, the husband, wants to be a writer, but never finds time to write. Helen, the wife, is always supportive and loving, and yet Harry puts the blame on Helen, saying Helen is too rich, and this makes Harry too dependent and lazy. Harry ridiculously holds Helen responsible for his failure. The story begins when they two went on a safari, and Harry got hurt in his right leg. The wound develops into a serious case of gangrene, and now Harry is dying. Not much is going on in the story, except for Harry's mean words to Helen. Trying to kill all the beautiful things and memories before he dies. Harry's gangrene, or a rotting leg, also serves as a metaphor. His rotting leg is a metaphor of his self-destruction, wasted talent, and his guilt over pain. This partly explains why Harry suffers gangrene without pain. Symbols of death are noteworthy. At the outset of the story, the leper, which died in a cold place where it didn't belong, is a foreshadow of Harry. At the end of the story, the hyena approaches with its cry, is an announcement of Harry's death. One more thing: when Harry dies, the story does not stop. This can be very confusing to the reader. At the end of the story, the aside 
from Harry's point of view, says that suddenly it was all right, and the weight went from his chest. It was morning, and it had been morning for some time, and he heard the plane. The part where a plane comes to his rescue is not part of the happening of the story. We are no longer listening to the narration of Harry the person. We are now listening to the hallucination of Harry the ghost. Harry dies, but his ghost speaks on. Or the aside from the point of view of Harry speaks on. And then, okay, the ghost of Harry dreams on, hallucinating that a plane is coming to his rescue. And he may have a second chance to start things over. Although he dies near the house of God, his spirit never makes peace with his doom. This is five minutes with Elden. I'll see you in class.